You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 237 with Vanessa Ford. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Vanessa on the show today. We are going to do two parts to this discussion because there was so much that I wanted to talk about and I wanted to break it um, down to kind of perimenopause and then more menopause stuff or getting closer to menopause. So this episode is really gearing to you guys that are like in your like late 30s. So even 35 and up, um, early 40s. And then the next episode is more maybe for people who are in their mid to late 40s, possibly early 50s. But let me tell you, you may find yourself in the middle of both of them. So I would highly recommend listening to both. Um, because if you're not in the phase that we're talking about, it may be coming down the pipeline for you. And I think if you are more aware of what could possibly happen, you won't be banging your head against the wall when it does happen. Um, I've been talking to so many friends lately, and I just feel like there is a common theme that if they are in their um, late 30s, early 40s, they can't figure out why certain things are happening. It's like, why are they losing their hair? Why can they not sleep? Weight loss is starting to get more challenging. They're just all these random things that I keep hearing. And I feel like there's so many people saying them and nobody really knows the answer. And so I wanted to have Vanessa on the show to kind of talk about her experience. She's 48 and what she started noticing when she was 40. And you guys, one thing that totally shocked me was that she brought up allergies and that like experiencing allergies like in her early 40s and how that can be a perimenopause symptom. You guys, how many are you how many how many of you guys are experiencing allergies and and just thinking it's completely normal? Like that it was kind of like a mind-blowing um moment at that point when she said that I was like, "Wow." So there may be things that you're totally not even thinking it's related to hormones and it could easily be related to hormones. Also, the fact that we can start noticing our estrogen fluctuating starting at 35. So again, you guys might be thinking, "I'm so far away from perimenopause." Isn't peri doesn't menopause happen at 60? So the average age is 51 and we can be in perimenopause from seven to 13 years. So you do that math backwards. Like, yes, this is happening. And so I wanted you guys just to hear what Vanessa had to say, um, what she has struggled with and what she has figured out um, in order to help her and her symptoms. And I just want you guys to be able to share this episode. If you know of someone who's been struggling with the things that you hear on the show today, please share this episode with them because I think it's easy to think something's wrong with you and then kind of lose hope and not understand what's going on. And I think this is something that people aren't talking about. People aren't talking about perimenopause. I don't even think people realize that they could possibly be in perimenopause if they're in the late thirties, early forties. And so they're just thinking, I don't know, something's wrong and I can't figure it out. So Please share this with your friends, especially if you've heard them complain about some of the symptoms we're going to talk about. Um, I'm really hoping you guys are going to enjoy this episode and make sure to tune in next week. Hey, you guys, before we jump into the show, I just want to remind you that if you did not hear me announce a couple months ago that I am actually getting certified as a life coach, as well as a weight loss coach through the Life Coach School with Brooke Estillo, um, and which is such an amazing coaching school to go through. Let me just tell you that. Um, I have learned so much since even starting in January. And I thought that I knew a lot because I've been listening to her for such a long time. And um, I am in a group that kind of is 
like uses all of that thought work for the past couple of years. So I really felt like, Hey, I, I really kind of know what I'm doing. And this really helped me actually lose over 50 pounds in 2019. But let me tell you, going through the coaching certification has really up-leveled my thinking. And so I want to help you guys. Um, one of the reasons why I'm doing coaching is to help you guys beyond the podcast. And, um, part of my, certification is actually to have some practice clients. And so I am looking to you guys. I want to gift this to you guys because it is free. I am not offering this outside of the podcast. I want to give this to you guys because I so appreciate you guys listening to me and being here week after week. You have no idea how much you mean to me. So I want to be able to do this for you. So these are the people that I'm looking for. Um, I already had clients for the month of April and it was a little, um, it was like, we'll coach on anything. But for the month of June, I'm looking for three to four women who are struggling with weight loss, or maybe they are on their weight loss journey. Um, maybe you have hit your maintenance weight, but you're thinking, how am I going to maintain weight? How am I going to live life? How do I go out to eat? How do I do all of these things, all these things and not gain weight? Maybe you lost some weight and then you had a regain in 2020 with COVID and everything like that. Um, maybe you're just struggling with your confidence. Uh, maybe you're at the weight that you want to be, but like just trying on clothes and getting into clothes, it's just not working for you. And you're so frustrated and you can't figure out your style and it's really just impacting your self-esteem. And maybe you're just kind of like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing because I am at the weight that I used to be, but I look nothing like I used to look like. So this is who I want to help for the month of June. I think this is going to be my niche because I have the most passion for this. So if you are resonating with, with this right now, I want you to DM me, send me a message in Instagram. My handle is mom inspired living. If you already don't follow me, go check that out and follow me there. That would be great. Or if you're an email girl, you can email me amber at mom So again, you can DM me or message me. If this resonates with you, it's something you want to do. I would love to help you. I would love to help your uh, help you get you to your goals for 2021. The only requirement is that you show up via Zoom and do the work as if you financially invested in this journey. So um, I am super excited. Reach out to me. Um, this is going to come to a close soon. So I want to make sure I get the people that are really interested and want to do this. I want to gift this to you. Um, so I can't wait to work with you and see where we can go with this. All right, let's go to the show. Vanessa, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here, Amber. I'm super excited to have you on for this two-part um, episode. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. But first, I want to jump into my icebreaker. I like to ask an icebreaker on every show. And um, the question I've been asking recently is, what is one thing you wish you could tell your younger self? Oh, <laughs> um, you know, probably not to be so driven by fear. Uh, I come from a very small town originally, um, and I'm a I'm st just a small person in stature. I'm only five three, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know, Me too. everyone, right? <laughs> you yeah, get everyone it. feels tall, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I think you know I always have felt sort of unsafe in my body because it's I'm a female and because I'm tiny, um, uh, because I I came from. Uh, an uh, an economically depressed area um um with people who who loved me you know unconditionally but there was always just this sense of fear that you didn't know where your life was going to go you didn't know what your life could be especially when you're a young person i think that that's true and for me for sure uh and that has sort of 
dictated where my life went for the first 20, 30 years. And then I kind of got over it. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like if I had known that ahead of time, I, I probably, probably could have made some different choices for sure. Yeah, that is really interesting that you say all of that. Um, I know I'll I'll ask taller people, especially guys. I'm like, is it interesting that you're always kind of like looking down onto people? And uh, I even asked my husband that recently. He's six foot, so he's not super tall. And he's like, I was saying something to him the other day, and he's like, I I never really thought about that. And so he got down on his knees, and he's like, Okay, now talk to me. And I'm like, Yeah. So listen to what I'm saying to you. Like he's just trying to be like big, and he's like, Yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't think I can understand. I'm like, yeah, you probably can because you're just <laughs> trying to pretend you're short. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, it is interesting. You know, as a shorter person, you're always like kind of just looking up to everyone. And, um, yeah, I always wonder like what that would be like to be tall. And so that's an interesting, um, you know, thing that you wish you could tell yourself about the fear. I, I kind of like that. Um Okay, let's jump into the show because I'm super excited to talk about all the stuff that we have to talk about. And because we're doing two episodes, I do need to stay on top of things. So Vanessa, share your first and last name with us, where you live now and how many kids you have and their ages. Okay. Uh, I am Vanessa Ford. Everyone in my life, except for my mother, calls me V. <laughs> my mother calls me Nessa. <laughs> oh, Nessa. So she doesn't even call you Vanessa. Right. I don't, no, yeah, I, I love it. So no one calls you Vanessa is what you're saying. No. Okay. <laughs> So should I, I call you V? <laughs> yeah, V is fine. Um, <laughs> That's funny. I am originally from Michigan, but now I live in Tucson, Arizona, and I have lived in Tucson since 1998 with a, a small stop in Georgia for about three years to do some doctoral work and then right back to Tucson because I really do love it here. Um, it's just a really laid back kind of town. Um, and it, it's a, it's a city of a, almost a million people, but you know, everybody seems to know everybody. Um, and I like that. I like that it feels homey and, yeah. and I know everyone. Yeah. Um, and then your children. Yeah. And I have one daughter. Okay. She is 24. Uh, yeah. Going to be 24 in, in about a month. Uh, her name is Elena. Um, we, we made a very conscious choice to have one child. My husband and I are both the oldest of five and we mm. both have twin siblings. So I have twin oh. brothers and my, my husband has twin brothers and we, <laughs> we felt we got lucky not having twins our first time <laughs> out. So we decided that one was, one was plenty. Yeah. <laughs> so were you thinking like your second time you probably would have twins and then you end up with three kids? Well, um, we were just thinking, we, you know, when, when I got pregnant with Elena, we thought we would have twins. And, oh. and so we, you know, like, this is great. and yeah. I, I, you know, my parents, um, and Tony's parents, God love them. The <laughs> twins are a lot of work oh, and we both saw yeah. it firsthand and we're both the oldest. So we pitched in, you know, to help a yes. lot. And that's, I think that's the, the biggest thing for us was making sure that, that if we only had one child, we would, we would just, we would accept that situation. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Um, okay. So now I'm like, should I call you V or should I call you Vanessa? So I'm going to oh, stick with Vanessa. We'll just, we'll just stick with, we'll just be consistent for the show. Um, sure. Okay. So Vanessa, how about you just share with us a little bit um, on how you got to where you are today? And then we're going to jump into the interview. Sure. Uh, so um I currently am a co-founder of a company called Mental Labs, 
which is a woman's health company focused specifically on menopause and perimenopause. And we we want to change fundamentally the conversation around menopause and perimenopause. Uh, and for your listeners who maybe don't have never heard the term perimenopause before, um, menopause is the 12 months where you don't have a period, the 12 consecutive months where you don't have a period, and then you're, you're considered to be clinically in menopause, and, and that's menopause. Um, perimenopause is the, the period of years leading up to that consecutive 12 months, and it can last anywhere from seven years on average to 13 years on the high side. So, you know, it's a it's a really significant chunk of our lives that we don't pay a whole lot of attention to and don't talk a lot about. And for my co-founder and I, her name is Danielle. For Danielle and I, when we started this company, we were like, okay, this is fundamentally broken. We're going to change it. And so that's what we've been doing. Um, I got to this because I had a three-week period when I was 44, and I didn't, I didn't know what was happening to me. I hadn't heard the word perimenopause. No one had really talked to me about menopause. My mother went into menopause surgically, so she had a hysterectomy uh, and an ovarectomy, uh, ovarectomy, and she, you know, it, when she was like 35, and so she didn't have the the what we consider the common experience. Though it turns out there's not really any universal you you know com, uh, universal menopause experience but we never had those conversations i didn't talk with my grandmother about those because you know you don't talk about things like your period and menopause um so there wasn't a lot of information out there for me when i hit this three-week period i googled it and this was you know four years ago i'm 48 now uh and i thought i had cancer because when you google something i think you're always convinced you have cancer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, but I, so I, I finally called my doctor after about two and a half weeks, and I said, "Look, I don't know what's happening, but I'm, I need to come in for some tests." And she said, "Okay, you can come in for tests. Absolutely, we should, we should do tests." But I'm here to tell you right now that it's probably not te- a, a terrible thing, and we'll talk more when you get in the office and when when we did the tests. And she said, "Okay, tests are fine. You're in perimenopause." you're 44, it's exactly the right age to be very mm, <laughs> yeah. And I said, okay, tell me about that because I don't know what that is. And she said, I'm going to send you some resources um, online and I want you to read them and then you ask me any questions you have. And so that's what I did. And the more I read and the more I researched, the more I realized everything about menopause and perimenopause is broken. The way we treat it, the way we talk about it, the way we educate around it, and the way we research it in the medical community. Everything is just fundamentally broken. So I reached out to my friend Danielle and I said, hey, this is what's happening to me. And I think I think we should do something about it. And she is the smartest businesswoman I know. And she said, absolutely, we should. So we did. <laughs> yeah, that is really um, amazing because I think most people would just kind of be like, well, you know, there's not much we can do. So I love that you kind of decided to do something about it. Um, now, when you say a three-week period, do you mean you had your period for three weeks? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want, before we jump into this uh, a little bit more, how about you share with us some stats? Um, because I think women could be thinking, oh, I'm not in perimenopause. You know, I'm too young and this is right. probably not happening to me. So I would love for you to share a little bit with us. 
Sure. So um, the first thing to know is that the average woman will go into menopause, that's consecutive 12 months without a period, at 51, the age of 51. So, you know, menopause, I think there's a misconception out there that menopause is, you know, something that happens in your 60s and uh, you don't need to worry about it. You're going to have some hot flashes and that's that's what happens. Or, you know, menopause is this terrible thing um, and you're going to have terrible hot flashes. But it's it's an older person's issue. Um, 51 is the average age. So you can go into menopause earlier than that. You can, they can happen later, but 51 on average. The average woman will be in perimenopause, that, that uh, transitional period leading into menopause for seven years. Um, and so that's 44. So when I, when I called my doctor and I said, oh my gosh, I, you know, something's going on with me. She knew what it was <laughs> because it was textbook age to go into perimenopause is 44. But what we also don't recognize and realize is that estrogen fluctuations, which is what's causing menopause to begin with, right? You, your body's just not making estrogen in, anymore, uh, happens when you're around 35, right? Um, when you're reaching the, 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 the sort of the, the back end of your fertile years, um, that's because your estrogen is fluctuating already. So that's just something to think about. You know, your estrogen is starting to fluctuate when you're when you're in your mid to late 30s on average. And estrogen regulates just about every single function, bodily function in a woman's body. I mean everything. Mm. So there are estrogen receptors on your skin. It is oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Estrogen receptors through your entire body because your body relies on estrogen to do so much of the work that it needs to do to keep you healthy. Um, and so that's, I think, one of the things people don't realize is that menopause happens earlier than they think. And uh, I just want to point out that um, millennials are turning 40, right? Mm, yeah. You know, especially if you live in the marketing world, which I did before I started Mental Labs, um, I think mar there's this tendency of, among marketers, and, and especially if you're an older marketer, to think that millennials are this young whippersnapper generation, and that's not, that's not true. They're turning 40 this year, and um, menopause is going to start being a thing they should be thinking about. Perimenopause, menopause, estrogen fluctuations, it's all happening for millennials right now. Yeah, that is kind of crazy when you think about it because I do think a lot of people just think millennials are so young. I mean, there is an age gap, so I don't know I don't know what the age is for the youngest. Um if 40 is the oldest, right? Do you have any idea? I don't know. Is it 10 years? Are I they think big, are they a bigger gap? I I I want to say that it's 12 to 15, but don't oh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So they can still be young, you know what I mean? But like the oldest is turning 40. So that makes yeah. a big difference. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think too, I don't know if you mentioned this, but like, what is like the earliest that you feel like women can start um, seeing perimenopause uh, symptoms? Well, if you, so let's just do the math. If you were at an average um, had your average onset of menopause at 51, but your your perimenopause journey leading up to it lasted on the high side, and that's 13 years. Now we're looking at, you know, you're in your 
early 40s, late 30s for perimenopause. And that's if you go into menopause at the average age. So, you know, menopause, it's just like, like getting your period. It's very variable, unique to you. You can't really predict it. Um, I am, I'm kind of lucky in that my body has always sort of operated in textbook fashion. So yeah, that's helpful. Uh, <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm hoping that 51 is, is when I hit my 12 consecutive months without a period. And if it's not, that's fine. If it happens earlier or later, whatever. But I kind of expect it will happen around 51 just because that's, you know, how my body has always been. Every doctor has always said, oh, yes, that was a textbook childbirth. That was a textbook whatever. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Your body just kind of follows along, follows the rules. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and so uh, is there any more to your perimenopausal journey that you want to share with us um, besides your three-week period? Yeah, because, you know, the three-week period was the thing that cued me into something was different. Um, but it could be any number of things. I think women report hot flashes the most because hot flashes are the thing that tend to cue a woman into, oh, this is menopause, right? This is this is happening to me because I'm getting older and my my estrogen is decreasing. Because they're really you can't miss them. When you have a hot flash, you it's unmistakable. Uh and so I had some night sweats, but because when I live in the desert, I didn't realize that mm. it wasn't just because I was overheated at night. It was because I was having a hot flash. It just happened to be in the evening, at, you know, at night when I was trying to sleep. Um, and I had what I call menopause rage. So, you know, I'm a pretty happy individual. I like to joke. I like to laugh. Laughing is sort of my default state. Mm-hmm. And when I when I was in my early forties, I didn't even realize I was saying terrible things to the people that I love and care about things. I would never say, even when I was PMS, you know, on my, on my period and it wouldn't have been normal. And I was, once I started doing the research because the three week period clued me in, I went, Oh wow, that is because of estrogen fluctuations. That's not normal for me. And thankfully there's something I can do about it because it really was making just the, the people around me were miserable. My husband, you know, thought I didn't love him anymore. Mm. And that couldn't be further from the, from the case. We've been married for what will be 30 years this, this July, um, or uh, together for 30 years, married for 25. And that's definitely not the case, right? I adore this man more than anything. And for me to speak meanly to him, Mm. um, was really not normal. So did you like, how did you catch that? Like that you weren't being that kind. And were you doing this for a few years? If so, yeah, absolutely. I was, I, I would say that when I looked back on my behavior, um, I, I could think of instances that had happened in my, when I was 40, definitely that, that I knew were not normal for me and probably were driven by hormone fluctuations. But I, I realized this because when I, when I talked to my doctor when I was 44 and she started me down this research path, um, I started saying, uh, seeing that there's, you know, 40 different symptoms that are commonly associated with menopause and we just don't know about them because we don't talk about it. And that's everything from increased allergies. If you've never had allergies and suddenly you start to have allergies in your 40s, guess what? Probably perimenopause bringing those on. Um, and it can be dry eyes, 
um, dry skin. And I, you know, I was thinking it was related to me being in the desert, but I've been in the desert since my mid twenties. So that, you know, that didn't make sense. It just was tying all of these things back together. Once I started researching them and going, oh yes, now that I know that my estrogen was fluctuating in my early forties, I understand that all of these things that I was just thinking were were due to, you know, my environment are completely related to things going on inside my body. They're not external factors like I attributed them. They're internal factors. And the more I researched that, the more I realized there's something I could do about them. Um, I started doing some research into phytoestrogens, which are plant-based uh, estrogens that you can take and they will help with with hot flashes and mood swings and some of that stuff. Um, but I also started talking to a researcher at the University of Arizona. His name is Dr. John Kanhelis, and he has been researching women's health, midlife health, and heart health specifically for about 20 years. And he was telling me that he was seeing all of these really cool things happening with probiotics. And so I started cobbling together this combination of, I think I was taking you know, 28, 30 different pills in combination trying to, you know, mitigate the impacts of my estrogen fluctuations because they were pretty severe. You know, a three-week period is a fairly severe irregular period. Irregular periods are, are a sign of perimenopause. That's a, but three weeks straight um, and with no let up in sight uh, and very heavy bleeding. That's not normal. Uh, yeah. The menopause rage the, the fact that I was a very happy person, you know, in my mid-30s, and by the time I had reached my early 40s, I was completely miserable and making everyone around me miserable. That was a, an extreme reaction. So there was clearly extreme estrogen fluctuations in my body. So I was trying anything that I could find to help me with that because I just wanted to get back to feeling like myself. Um, and I, you know, I found that this these pills in combination would work, but I didn't want to take 30 different pills. I wanted it in a one pill solution. So Danielle and I said, okay, let's make natural solutions that are in one pill that can work for women, but let's also take it a step further. Let's create an app so that, because I was tracking all of these things, right, in different apps and on spreadsheets and in my calendar and all of this stuff, she, she was like, no, let's create an app. Let's let women track all of this stuff in one centralized location. And then we realized we could do one better and we could allow that app to customize all of her information so she could take it to her doctor and mm. say, this is what's happening to me. Because the other thing we realized is broken when I started doing this research is that the, the medical community doesn't receive training around menopause. Uh, I was talking with a friend of mine who is uh, an obgyne here in Tucson, and she said, "Yeah, you know, I'm I'm 55, and when I got when I started having perimenopause symptoms, I didn't know what it was either because I got 10 minutes of training on menopause in medical school. 10 minutes. Wow. For a period <laughs> of of your life that will impact you for you know half your life to a third of your life, every single woman on the planet. It just was mind boggling, and it made me really angry." <laughs> And so we decided that we would fundamentally change the way a woman could talk to her doctor and we would fundamentally change the way research is done. And so we are really happy to say that right now we're doing um, research using the largest cohort 
of women in perimenopause and menopause ever assembled on the planet. Uh, wow. You know, I, when I say don't live in fear, yeah. you know, <laughs> because that holds you back. And if you, the second you don't live in fear anymore, the, the minute you can go out and really disrupt things and change things for the better. So that's, that's exactly what we're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, that is really cool. And, and I do want to jump into, um, like the, you know, the stuff that you have made for everyone. Um, so do you want to talk about that first or do you want to kind of keep jumping into, um, because you had me thinking, this is what's so weird. I started getting really bad allergies at 40 and so kind of like what you're saying, now I do live in Tennessee, Nashville's considered a bowl and the, the allergies are bad here. And the allergist was kind of like, yeah, um, well, so sometimes he said when you get pregnant, it can kind of change your sex hormones too. So then all of this can just kick in. And so it could just be that it was going to kick in or it is because I was 40 and I have to take allergy medicine. So, um, so are you saying that if you're taking estrogen like you won't need the allergy medicine or will it just make things easier? Well, it, de I mean, it really depends. It's going to be completely unique to you now. Yeah. The, and I always want to preface this by saying no matter who you are or, or what your circumstances are, I know it's really, um, it's really tantalizing and tempting to look for a, a, a magic pill and there's no yeah. such you're right. <laughs> so I don't ever want anyone to think that there's a magic pill for any of this. Um, you know, I decided that HRT, which is estrogen, you know, replacing your estrogen with um, injections of, of estrogen, um, that that wasn't the right move for me. I have a history of breast cancer in my family, and that, mm -hmm. that wasn't something I felt comfortable with. So, uh, but for a lot of women, that is the correct option. That's the option that they want. That's the one their doctor has told them that they should have, and that's absolutely right for them. Um, but yes, if you can, if you can find a way to supplant estrogen in your body, so, uh, not to supplant, but to replace or to reuse, and this is what's really fascinating when you think about probiotics and when you start listening uh, and reading the research around probiotics, um, certain strains of probiotics do something in the body that is called deconjugation of estrogen, which means, so the reason we start storing fat in our, uh, when we're in midlife, right, we can't lose weight, we, we ate the same, we eat the same as we always ate and it's just, you know, the weight just keeps kind of slowly building. That's because your body wants to store the estrogen that you're creating because it knows it needs it, but you're not creating as much as you used to, right? So estrogen can get passed out in your waist or it can get stored in your fat, in your adipose tissue. Mm. Yeah. So well, a huge light bulb moment for me when yeah, I started doing right. this research. And now it turns out that you're, if you're taking probiotics, the right strains of probiotics, you will help your astrobilome, the 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 microbiome, the aspect of your microbiome that is um, that regulates your estrogen production and metabolism. It will deconjugate. It will take that estrogen out of your adipose tissue and help you recycle it, so you can reuse it again. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, that's so really cool. 
Yeah, it's so it's so cool. And so that's why we said, okay, we will we will make a one pill solution that's got probiotics and phytoestrogens so that a woman is getting the benefit of both. Yeah, and you know, so I wanted to talk about this because um you know, I think a lot of people you talked about the weight gain and um people's cycles changing, um you know, people might be losing their hair. Um, and mm. realizing they can't eat what they used to be able to eat and, um, maybe their skin is changing. And then also kind of like you were saying the, the mood swings. So I'm curious when you figured out that you were having this rage, how, oh, I guess, how long did that go on before you caught it? Uh, well, so I know that it was happening when I was 40. And when I was 44 was when I talked to my doctor. Mm. Uh, and so when I was 44 was when I started doing the research and making the connections. So uh, as soon as I realized that's what it was, I said, okay, I am going to really, I'm going to catch myself when I'm yelling at people, right? I can do this just by sheer willpower. Oh, contraire. <laughs> <laughs> that did not wind up being the case because, you know, when you're in the moment and your hormones are controlling what you're saying, essentially, uh, you don't recognize that it's hormones control. You think you are absolutely yeah. justified in saying what you're saying. Uh, and so that's when I, you know, I started putting these combinations of pills together because I, I realized it wasn't, I couldn't overcome this through sheer willpower as much as I had wanted to. Um, and so I started taking probiotics, I started taking phytoestrogens. Um, I started taking L-tyrosine, which is a precursor to dopamine, so that I would feel a little happier, mm. um, just so that I could do anything, really, to to mitigate the impact. Because I adore my husband. I love my daughter. I love the people in my life. And it was not acceptable to me to, to keep them on their toes, not knowing... Yeah you know, when I was going to have an episode of menopause rage. And quite frankly, uh, I'm just a happier person <laughs> when I don't have to worry that that might be, you know, uh, yeah. something I could do, right? I would just turn into the Incredible Hulk. And it was not fun. And and I didn't like myself in retrospect either. So so now the what the product that you've created, do you have those three things that you just said to me all in one pill? Yes, we absolutely do. We have actually two. Uh, they're called a symbiotic. So when you put a probiotic with uh, a something else, it's called a symbiotic. So we have two oh. symbiotic um, products right now. One is called MenoFit, and that mm. is for uh, so that will help mitigate hot flashes and mood swings, and you know the common things that women report are are problematic for them. But it also has a focus on weight management. Mm. So. If is really concerned about her weight, then then that's the product we created that will help address that concern. The other large concern that we heard from women when we were starting to put all of these um, product formulations together was dry skin, hair, nails, uh, loss of libido, mm -hmm. uh, those sorts of things. And so we have a, a different symbiotic, which is called Mental Glow, and that has a you know, it's also going to help with hot flashes and mood swings and that sort of thing. But it's also going to um, have a focus on restoring your moisture barrier and mm. and the moisture moisture retaining properties in your skin, so that your hair and your nails and your skin stay a little plumper a little longer. Yeah. 
So for people who are kind of going into perimenopause and the earlier stages of menopause or perimenopause, which one would you recommend um, out of those two? I think it's going to depend on what a, a woman's, uh, you know, core focus is. Um, mm. I now I take both. I take okay. one, one Menofit. The, so it's a two capsule dose if you're just mm. taking one of them. But I take one capsule of Menofit and one capsule of Menoglow every morning. What I would say is if you think this might be something that's happening to you, perimenopause, you think you're there. Um, first of all, you should talk to your doctor because they can run blood work that will help determine essentially where you're at with that. Um, they won't be able to say, oh, yes, you're going to go into menopause at 50, but they'll, they'll be able to help you pinpoint if your estrogen levels are fluctuating and, and that sort of thing. So that's the first thing that I suggest a woman do if she thinks this is, she's there. Uh, the other thing is to take a look, a really hard look at your exercise level and the way you eat. Because mm. those two things will impact you positively um, if you do if you do the things your body needs them to do. And now, I think what a lot of women don't realize is osteoporosis is affected by estrogen. So if your estrogen levels are fluctuating, that affects you the way your bones create and expel excess bone material. So um, they're called osteoblasts and osteoclasts, um, the cells that are responsible for creating bone tissue and, and get ri getting rid of extra. But they need estrogen in order to function properly. So if you have fluctuating estrogen, your bones begin to get more porous. So bone health, heart health, it's not something your 35-year-old woman is thinking about, but it's absolutely something she should be thinking about, both from a, a dietary perspective, from an exercise perspective, and from a supplement perspective if she wants to go that route. Uh, you know, there's just, <laughs> when I say it impacts every system in the body, I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's really, yeah, it really does. Yeah. It's the key to everything in a woman's body. Yeah. Okay. So we're getting close to ending this episode. And like I said, this is a two-part um, episode. I wanted to ask you, how long do you feel like it took of you taking estrogen and is it L, what was it? L-tyrosine? L-tyrosine. Yeah. Okay. So you took both of those. Did you start those at the same time? I didn't. Um, I start, oh. you know, I was doing the research and as I found things I thought would help, I started taking them. So did now, you start estrogen first? Um, and I started taking phytoestrogens because those are the things that, that, uh, um, people, um, tend to talk about. Mm. So, um, they're all kind and they're all kinds of phytoestrogens. Uh, but what we've done with our, our symbiotics is we've put the most efficacious ones in the most efficacious dosing into mm -hmm. one pill. So you don't have to take seven different phytoestrogens. Sure. What's great is, when you're taking phytoestrogens, our customers report that they start to see a mitigation of their of their menopause, their perimenopause symptoms within about a week. You know, oh, phytoestrogens wow. can start to make an impact pretty quickly. Probiotics will take longer. They can take 60 to 90 days for those colonies to properly form in your gut and for them to have a, an impact. But I can tell you that... Um, We've been in business now for a year. We started selling our probiotics last February, and we have sold hundreds of thousands of bottles since then. And our customers love it. 
we have a 3% return rate. That's mm. unheard of in the supplement industry. Um, yeah. Supplements are all, uh, usually a 15% return. Our customers really see noticeable results. So they, they on average, only return 3% of the time. And, you know, we have fantastic reviews on, on Amazon, on our website, on our Google business store, on Facebook. When women love something, they will let you know, especially when there's nothing else that they, yeah, for sure. that, they, that they can find to help. So we feel yeah. really, really proud of that. Yeah, really- that is awesome. And, and just to make it simplify too, so that people aren't like having to get 12 different things. I mean, because that gets so complicated and then people end up not doing it. Yeah, exactly. And, and that was part of what I was finding was that I, I knew some of these phytoestrogens were probably making a difference, but I wasn't sure which ones, right? I was taking a bunch. I wasn't sure which ones. I didn't want to stop taking the ones that were making a difference to sort of test out what. So <laughs> when we started doing product formulations, we involved Dr. John Canillis. So he is actually our science co-founder, um, mm. Uh, and he helped us come up with the formulas based on clinical studies and and things that he had read and knew and and could speak, you know, in from an informed perspective of so that we weren't just, you know, you know, it wasn't just me saying, oh, I think this works. We should put it. Yeah, in. right. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, like, how long do you think you noticed it took for you when you started taking the phytoestrogen for your rage to calm down? You know, um, I would say. Probably within a, a month. Oh wow! I mean, that's yeah. fast. Yeah, and considering and, you had it for four years, exactly. Well, yeah. What, what's happening is when you start when you start um, helping your body balance its estrogen, no matter how you do that, uh, you will notice that you go from these sort of roller coaster spikes of estrogen mm-hmm. to what Danielle and I like to call happy little beach waves. <laughs> right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It just calms it down. Exactly. And she is finding, so she's 40. Okay. She's finding um, that her PMS isn't even as bad as it was, you know, even two years ago. Oh, nice. Because she yeah. takes benefit every day and she's, she says, you know, it's, it's just made a world of difference. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'll make sure to put all that, the links on there because I, I do want to um, close up this episode. But one thing before we um, end, um, since we're at the end of the show, um, how about you share with us your book and what you're willing to do for the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So Danielle and I have written a book. It's called How to Master Menopause. And we sell it in paperback on Amazon for $12.99. And we have a four-star rating on Amazon right now. Uh, but we're going to give it to your listeners absolutely free in a downloadable PDF. So so awesome. They can get that by going to um, Menolabs, that's M-E-N-O-L-A-B-S.com slash mom inspired. All right. That's awesome. I'm putting that in the notes so that, so Menolabs. Okay. Can you say that one more time? Um, I'm going to put this in. Yeah. So Menolabs. Yeah. Dot com. Dot com. Okay. Yep. Slash mom inspired. Okay. Perfect. Yes. And I'll make sure I'll put that all in the show notes. Vanessa, thank you so much for coming on the show to do part one of this two-part interview. This was so great. And I can't wait to talk to you um, in the next episode. Excellent. I can't wait either. Thank you so much, Amber. Hey, you guys, are you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show? If not, make sure to subscribe to the Mom Inspired Show email list. Why it's so important is because 
I own the rights to my email list as well as to my website. So last year it taught me that social media, we do not own any content on that. They can decide at any moment to either hide content, they can prevent people from reaching out to you, finding you, and they can block you from certain things and you have no control over it. So I want you guys to subscribe to my show so that way You can always find me. You can always know what's going on because I own the rights to my email list. And so all you have to do is go to mominspiredshow.com, enter your name and email. And then that way, every week on Tuesday, you will get an email from me with the newest episode with the show notes, as well as any links or codes that I talked about in the show. That way you don't have to go searching for it on my website and then go into the episode and then go into the show notes. It is all at your fingertips and makes it super easy. But most importantly, No one can take away this content. um, And that way you don't have to worry, hey, what happened? I'm not seeing Amber stuff anymore on social media feeds. Like, why are they hiding it? I control all of this stuff. And so I just want to make sure that you guys will always know what's going on and that you will always have access to the things that I am sharing. And so please go subscribe to the Mom Inspired Show email list today. 